Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Last time on Astronautica. Our heroes, having pursued the mysterious sniper in a dangerous and exciting dogfight, now found themselves a little bit of an impasse. But where will they go now? What will they do? And what further mysteries does this planet have to offer them? Well, you best stick around, because you are going to find out right here and now on Astronautica. You all head back out into the noontime light of day Ooh. in the town of hell. A little bit shaken, a little bit rattled, and um, maybe a little bit more concerned than you had been before. What would you all like to do now? We're back in town. You're back in town. Um, I will remind you guys there is still the hive that you can go visit. Or you could talk to anyone in town if you would like. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, hmm. what's everyone thinking? I think maybe it's time to finally go talk to this hive. Like, we have yeah. new information with Cookie in our med bay, or we left him at the doctor's, right? Yes, you yeah. left him at the doctor so the doctor could uh, patch up his stomach wound. Right. But he's in good hands and will not die. So you have a uh, future source of info. So maybe we 
go talk to the hive, see what's up with them before we grill anyone else in town who knew Cookie. That seems reasonable. Let's do it. Let's go talk. We're to not the like otherwise. We're just gonna sit around for a day to try to get information from Cookie, and we might as well be productive while we do that. Hmm. Agreed. All right. Um, any preparations you would like to make before you head out to the hive? Um, Your ship has taken a little bit of damage. Um, you can, with a successful technology check, uh, Oka, as the engineer, you could do some repair if you would like. I will have you know, uh, if your ship is critically damaged to the point where it is reduced to either zero HP or zero energy points, it takes a day per point to restore. Oh. But it is it does not take as long to do when your ship is not fully fucked. So it would be maybe like an hour tops to do a little bit of engineering uh, to fix some stuff. Do we want to take some time to fix that? Because that seems important. important. Yeah, let me take care of this real quick. Sure. All right. Uh, roll for me a technology check, Oka. You got it. Can I assist in some way? Well, you have your blessing ability. Um, yeah. Okay. You get plus three to this roll. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, what do you What do you say to Oka? What's your What's Kyler's blessing? Um, you missed a spot. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's All fine. right, that's Kyler's blessing. Uh, you get plus three dice to the roll. <laughs> I also have Gearhead. I don't know if that does anything. Uh, I think is... Gearhead's the one that allows you to make uh, small one-use items, yeah? It says you love tinkering with gear and equipment. With this, You can repair a broken item. Or a yeah, the ship one. doesn't count as a, a broken item. The ship is a ship. Too big. Too big. You can repair an item. That house that's falling down, it's fixed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more of like small pieces. Nah, the gearhead's more like someone breaks a gun gotcha. or like your armor gets damaged or you have communicators that get damaged. You can repair those. But okay. something like a ship, it's just a straight up technology roll plus three from Kyler's magnanimous blessing. All right, that is three sixes. Three sixes. Yep. All right. I am pretty sure the way this works in non-downtime uh, is basically you are able to restore a number of points equal to uh, your successes. So I think that brings your ship back up to full, if okay. I remember correctly, because I don't think you took more than two points of damage. Yeah. Uh, because you pushed, you pushed the reactor twice, and he shot at you, but was not able to damage your ship. So, all right, ship is now back up to full. Is there anything else anyone would like to do in the one hour span while Oka is fixing up the ship? Um, I'm assuming that my coat and stuff has blood on it, yeah? From all of me being shot. Um, as Pigurdy. Your, yes, although your coat is healed. Um, yes. Your coat does not have a hole in it, but it does have some of your blood on it. Can I can I go visit the? Um, oh, they have a name. They're not just the amoeba people. Aldeni. Um, the, yeah, Aldeni. the Aldeni. Aldeni. Yeah. Yes. Can I can I go sit around in my underwear and have them clean my clothes again? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Why not? What? Um, yeah. So you 
<laughs> you head over to, to the laundromat. It. Head over to the laundromat. And um, as you walk in, uh, one of the Aldeni seems to turn. Again, they don't have faces, uh, but it sort of swivels around uh, amorphously and looks at you and uh, gives you a little wave. A wave back. And then uh, walks over to the other one and taps it, and it looks over and looks at you, and they, they flash a series of colors at each other, and then it goes to a clothing line where you see your clothes are neatly hung up. They look clean and pristine, and it takes them oh, down. Yeah. The, your clothes sort of gently slurping inside of it, uh, and it sort of brings them over to you as best it can and hands them to you. That's right. I, they have my clothes, so I will I will change into my my clean clothes, and I will give them my newly disgusting clothes, just not my coat. <laughs> you do so. All right. They seem thoroughly happy with this exchange. They... Uh, toss them into a tub, and again, you see, uh, last time you had seen them, they'd been taking on sort of a blood-filled uh, hue. They are now yeah. back to their sort of see-through, clear state, so they've digested whatever you gave them, uh, and they slurp their way back into the tub and start eating the uh, the blood off of it. And blood one and of dirt. them, congratulations. One of them points to your coat, and then flashes a color, and your little translator uh, gets the word clean? Uh, tomorrow we were going back out, and I don't want to leave it. It flashes a lovely shade of teal that just says, okay. Sweet. All right. They begin eating the blood off of your clothes. There's something weirdly cute and also just deeply horrifying about it. I, that... I love these guys so yeah, much. Yeah, I do too. They're easily some of my favorite. <laughs> they are, uh... Adorable and also bloodthirsty in the truest sense of the word. Yes, I love it. I'm, it. I'm so here for it. All right. You do so. You get changed into your other clothes. Kyler, is there anything you'd like to do in the uh, in the hour you have? Um, Bit runs a general store, right? Yes. Yes, Bit does. While everybody is doing their uh, particular deeds, I suppose... Kyler will go and see if uh, he can't find a more consistent, like, little pocket amp or some sort of, uh, like, grooming and beauty things. He's going to go see what the general store has to offer. Sure, absolutely. All right, uh, you walk over to the general store. You head over the corrugated iron steps onto the porch and you open the door the bell rings and sitting on a very tall stool behind the counter is bit and bite is in the background stocking the shelves putting things way up high and they both turn as you walk in and bit says oh hey you're back hello hi you got any more autographs i can burn not for uh free you'd have to pay a fee um i am looking for um do you have any sort of like pocket amps or like a little speaker yeah hmm let me go check in the back hey bite and bite turns with a little she goes just keep an eye on him 
I don't want him causing trouble. And Bite nods, and she goes into the back, and Bite walks over to you and stands, like, uncomfortably close. Oh, no, this is perfect. I was going to go over to Bite. Um, and Kylo, while not the most tech savvy, like hardware savvy, has some knowledge of it all. Um, can he see like any sort of general operating system or how like any sort of optical system? Mm, sure. Um, roll me a technology check, please. Um, I'll give you a plus one. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. All right, it's going to be those. So, here we go. Oh, plus one. Aha. Oh, that's hot. That's uh, three successes on the first roll. Perfect. Uh, you don't need to roll more. You can keep the... <laughs> you don't need more than a critical success. I will roll them all. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Ian rolls them one by one. Um, <laughs> yes, as you're examining this flower plant robot, you basically see that this bulb in the center, again, that looks like a flower that hasn't opened yet. It's got that sort of like point at the top. Um, and it's that light green color. Uh, has a bunch of vines coming out of it. And the vines seem to extend into various parts of the robot, uh, not fully into the arms, um, but toward the individual points of the limbs. And there is uh, there are these little nodes that the vines seem to have grown around uh, that you think operate uh, in some sort of biomechanical way. So they probably draw some element of electricity, some impulse from the vine itself that triggers movement. And you also see that there is uh, essentially like what looks like a little EKG pad. Uh, <laughs> you know, this little wire with a little circle pad that is stuck onto the bulb itself down by the base. And you would surmise from that 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 is sort of a sensory input that allows it to interact with the environment in the secondary form. So it can, you know, quote-unquote see and hear due okay. to that sort of sending of electrical transmission. And uh, just so I have the whole picture, like, yeah. The flower and this uh, pad and all of that wiring, it's not exposed. It's just... Well, it's sort of in the center, like, Krang style of the robot. Um, but there is a... There seems to be some sort of protective covering over it. So you couldn't just, like, grab in. You know, you couldn't just reach in and, like, grab the plant. Right. Um, yeah, as it walks up, Kyler just looks at it for a minute and is like, late bloomer, huh? It releases a scent that smells sort of like, you know that smell you get at springtime where you're like, what the fuck is that smell? And then you're like, oh yeah, it's the trees like putting mm. out that weird nasty ass rotting smell. Mm. It, it puts that out. <laughs> and uh, that's, the, all, that's all the info you get. Not me, I was 
physically fit and ready from the time that I was a wee babe. <laughs> it releases another smell that just sort of smells like mulch. So how did this come to be, you and the little one? It goes over to the desk and pulls out uh, a little piece of paper and a pen. And with a dexterity that is sort of surprising for the large and imposing uh, size of this robot that also still has a flamethrower and a Gatling gun on it begins writing and it just says uh, she found me when I was young and we've been friends ever since and why can't we be friends why can't uh, we be friends <laughs> <laughs> Kyler starts singing bite again takes the pen delicately and writes out I don't know you um, do you have, like, Wi-Fi or airdrop capabilities or anything like that? Or do I notice any port on Byte? Let's see, I'll roll. Yeah! Byte's got a little, uh, little future HDMI port. Uh, Kyler walks over and, uh, jacks his fucking catalog of music into Byte. As you start to do that, a giant mechanical hand grabs you by the shoulder, actually both hands, both shoulders, and picks you up off the ground, like before you've been able to put it in. And he's just holding you in the air. And it, it releases a smell that smells like freshly dug dirt. Mmm. It's like mummy used to me. You don't know me. I was just going to give you some insight. Uh, roll a manipulation check. I know you're, you're telling the truth, uh, so I'll give you a plus three on this. Woof. All right. Uh, I am going to push that. All right. Did you get anything? No. <laughs> no? All right. Yeah, push 11 dice. This is statistically not how this is supposed to go. Okay, there we go. There we go. That's three successes on a push. Okay, look at that. That is darkness well spent. It's 11 dice. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, you know, sometimes the dice like you and sometimes they don't, but he got lucky. After a moment of consideration, Bite sets you back down very gently and dusts you off and sort of fixes your jacket where it had rumpled you slightly. And then shrugs and gestures to the port in a way that signifies that it's not gonna tear you limb from limb if you try anything. <laughs> Great. Uh, Kyler will then uh, plug in the port and uh, try to send over his entire discography, but then accidentally send over with it uh, like a personal file. That is like <laughs> just like his like video journals from when he was a little kid. And he's like, fuck, no, hold on, no. And it's too oh. late. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Brilliant. Yeah, you accidentally just essentially file drop over like, like your the whole entire, hard drive that I have. Yeah. yeah, you just you transfer over your entire hard drive. And you see uh byte processing all of this info and uh, you could tell it's sort of bopping along to music and then 
cocks its head to one side and listens. And then it seems to get really sad. <laughs> and then it turns and looks at you and just lays a hand very gently on your shoulder and releases a smell of lilac. Well, that actually smells quite nice. I don't know what that means, but thank you. You breathe a word of this to anyone. And, well, you're very big and have many guns, but I will find a way to make it hurt. <laughs> uh, bite nods. And then uh, at that moment, Bit walks in from the back and she, she stops and sniffs and goes, who's making Bite sad? Are you making Bite sad? I swear the fuck to God. What? Hmm? No, we were just talking about, um, <clears throat> um, plants and stamen? Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, Bite turns and, uh, nods and then releases a little smell of honeysuckle. And she goes, gross. All right, whatever. Anyway, yeah. We definitely have a little amp. You know, miners like to listen to their music or whatever, so we tend to keep some in stock. How powerful do you want? That is a question I'm terrified. <laughs> At least <laughs> loud enough uh, to throw a small, powerful concert. Hmm. All right. Loud enough to give Hazel a headache. Yes. And <laughs> there we go. That's a great metric. <laughs> and how small do you want it to be? Well, I'd like to be able to just sort of carry it on my hip as I need. Okay, hang on. She dips in back again, and Bite turns and looks at you, and uh, clanks a, a metal finger up to its head in like a like a shh sort of like mums the word. It, sure. it does the like zipper lip thing, um, and then she comes back in and uh, holds out a little speaker. It's about, like, roughly, like, a four-inch cube. It's white, and it's got rounded edges, um, with basically three sides of it being speakers that go out. And she says, this should probably do what you need. It's got, I mean, it's pretty powerful. I wouldn't hold it up to your ear and crank it all the way, let's put it that way. But this should do what you need it to. Does it go to 11? No, no, it doesn't go to 11. Well, then how <laughs> powerful can it be? Well, it goes to 10, because 10 is the standard metric for audio. Do you know what you're doing? I'm the artist. Don't it. question me. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> she shrugs and says, well, it goes to 10, as all of them do. Uh, so... Yes, but if it would go to 11, it'd be more powerful... Well, I could scratch off the zero and write in a one for you if you'd like. But then where would 10 go? Uh, in between 9 and 11, the way it normally does. Very well. All right. Uh, hey, Bite, can I use your finger for a second? And Bite walks over uh, and holds out a finger, and the fingertip breaks apart. Uh, and sort of slides back to reveal essentially like a Dremel. <laughs> and she just takes his finger in her small child's hand and begins etching out the zero, and she polishes it off and then sort of sands it down. 
and then <laughs> pulls out basically like a sharpie and writes in 11 and then between the 9 and 11 just writes 10 and she goes alright there you go this one goes to 11 now that's a powerful little thing just like me so uh, that is going to be hang on let me tabulate is there anything else you want um do you have any like sort of grooming things I mean, I have, we have a lot of beard oils, uh, you know, miners' beards, but I mean, I, you don't seem the type for that. I think I have some, maybe, maybe some, some hair gel, a little bit of shampoo, uh, conditioner, soap, you got soap. Well, that sounds delightful, yes. All right, you want just like a little care package pack? Please. All right. I'll put something together. She, with the assistance of Bite, grabs several things, put it together, and she says, All right, so let's see, tabulating it out. Speaker. All right, it's going to come to 170 credits, all told. <gasps> Surely there's some sort of influencer discount? No. I suppose beauty is pain. And uh, I'll go ahead, <laughs> 170 credits, okay. All right. Uh, you now have a powerful speaker. Um, this is a permanent speaker that can project your sound out. Let's see. Let's see how far this thing can go. I'm gonna roll for this. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like a hundred foot radius, basically. Um, you can project pretty loudly and uh, you should be able to do, do some fucking damage with that. Okay. It goes how far, sorry? A hundred feet. It would be heard a little bit beyond that, but after that point, if you're going by concert levels, you know, right? Uh, it's decibel rating would drive I me. Mean, well, okay. I'm not about to nerd out about sound uh, on, on this podcast, but basically, the closer you are to it, sound loud when close, sound quiet when far, right? That's the basic, <laughs> that's the basic metric. Sure, so, yeah. Without getting into the science of it, we'll just leave it at that. So. And it's a one-by-one one cube? Uh, no, it's a four-by-four-inch cube. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, you know, it's like a little... You know, that's a four by four cube. I can't think of anything. I kept trying to think of something to compare it to, and I just couldn't come up with anything that was like four by four in the real world that wasn't just a four by four cube. So that's on me. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> it's a four by four cube. Um, you now own uh, a little amp. Um, it has a hook on the back, and she brings over a. Uh, a hot pink carabiner and clips it on and she says here this can go on your belt oh yeah I throw that puppy on there alright you now have a little belt amp and I have some beauty supplies from this transaction yes yes you do yes you do you've got shampoo conditioner a little bit of moisturizer uh, some sunscreen and uh, some hair product so you can keep pretty I definitely apply the sunscreen right now before I go back out. You do so. She says, well, you know, for how annoying you were the first time I met you, I kind of assumed that you were going to 
Honestly, get shot soon, but you're still here, so hey, pleasure doing business with you. Come back anytime. <sighs> I want a returning customer deal next time. This was. He looks at like the quality of what I assume are all like off-brand conditioners. Oh yeah, and shit. absolutely. I mean, the speaker seems to be good, but all of the other stuff is like, yeah. As you leave saying that, she goes, good luck finding another store. Good luck finding more shampoo and conditioner that's not stolen from a hotel. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, Oka, you finish up with the ship's repairs. Hazel, you've changed uh, and you get your clothes back. Kyler, you've gotten some beauty products and a fucking amp. Um, and uh, you all reconvene aboard the Astrolabe. Is there anything else anyone would like to do? Uh, I would like to go to our, um, I guess our R&D and uh, get fitted for a, a new, a new arm. Okay. Uh, you walk into R&D and uh, you see... Dalian there working on, uh, he's almost fully fixed his quad arm setup, um, or rebuilt rather, and he seems to be tinkering with it. And Nimble is there doing some work on some various and sundry things, and she looks up and says, Oh, hi, how's it going? It's going pretty well. I can't complain, you know, just All right. uh, yeah. okay. on a planet with, uh, Dangerous shit happening. Uh, anyway, regardless of how I am, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. You know, we're just sort of working through some uh, some stuff. I've been um, well. I'm I'm trying to figure out. You know the um, the thing that Nate grabbed from the uh, old R and D from the the space station. Sure. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out what the fuck it is. Um, it seems to be some sort of signature scanner, but there's something else going on. It's not technology I'm really familiar with. So that's a fun puzzle. And actually I've been thoroughly enjoying myself. And uh, yeah, Dalian is actually a surprisingly good conversationalist. And Dalian, uh, without looking up, just gives a, a wave <laughs> and says, hello. Um, and she says, yeah, just the, point I was trying to make. Anyway, uh, what what can we do for you? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about taking this other arm off. And, uh, and then... Oh, and, and, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so, as I said, I can do the metalworking of it. I can do that side. However, we are going to need an actual, real medical doctor and not just someone with a doctorate in art history uh, in order to take your arm Fair. off because I'm not super good with that. And I would really hate to kill you at this point. I, I feel like that would weigh on my conscience a little bit. All right, so we need a doctor. All right, well, uh, on our adventures, I'll be on the lookout for someone. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, if we get a doc on board, uh, we can absolutely do that. No problem at all. Um, All right, cool. Uh, just uh, put in uh, uh, put in the request if you could just like, you know, if you need to take any measurements or anything like that. We can I do can. That I'll now. take some measurements now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, she grabs a scanner 
and begins taking some measurements of your shoulder and your back. She had fitted you with a back piece previously. Um, mm -hmm. And so this is sort of a continuation of, of the build of mm -hmm. turning Oka into just what I imagine is a full fucking cyborg um, <laughs> down the line. Uh, so yeah, she takes some scans, some measurements, and she says, "Right, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get working on an arm. Um, I'll try if you find an arm. I mean, I could build an arm from scratch, but it is going to look." And she holds up her more basic mechanical arm uh, that is really pure mechanical. It doesn't have the sort of skin weave that your mechanical arm does. And she says, it looked like this, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty good with connections, so down the line, you know, it can also be improved as it goes. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, or maybe there might be some rare material that you might be if I, we can find some. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, if we can find some stuff. I know there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, it's a big galaxy. I'm sure we'll be able to find something worthwhile, yeah? Awesome. And we don't even need anesthetics because I'll just take some drugs. Cool. We do the surgery. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, let's leave that up to the doctor. How does that sound? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, as you walk out, Dalian goes, Oh, by the way, if you could send the noisy one, uh, what is his name? Kyler, if you could send him over, I actually have something for him. Oh, okay. Sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. He continues working. Uh, nimble waves. Uh, so nice jokes about us picking up crewmates like Pokemon, but now the NPCs are encouraging it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say, having a doctor on board the ship is not the worst fucking idea. <laughs> uh, given, yes, given the I, way things go. As someone who still has like. Half health. Yes, I'm the doctor. I would, I would agree. No, you got healed up, didn't you? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right you I got did. healed up. You're back up. All right. Awesome. Um, you reconvene uh, aboard the Astrolabe. Uh, Oka, do you relay the info to Kyler? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I relay the info to him. All right. Do you go to uh, R&D, Kyler? Uh, sure. I'll stop by real quick. All right. You stop by. Um... As you arrive, Dalian has put the finishing touches on, and it seems to be testing out his, his arms. And he goes, ah, Kyler, yes, uh, good of you to stop by. I have a little, well, a little thank you gift, I suppose, for all of your assistance in figuring out my grandfather's technology, and I suppose, well, helping me not die in that garbage pit. Um, so I just wanted to give this to you. Um, and he holds out a metal sphere. Uh, it's about the size of a softball. And he hands it over to you. You've given me a ball of metal. Oh, come, Kyler. Surely you are more perceptive than that. Here, give it a little twist. You see, there's a tiny metal seam down it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll give it a little twist. As you do so, uh, you give it a twist, and <laughs> as you twist it, uh, holes open up along the side, and eight spidery legs, like, <laughs> come out. Um, uh. <laughs> I throw it at his face. 
He catches it in his new metal arm, and he says, excellent, they've been calibrated perfectly. And then he sets the little spider down, and it ticka-tickas across the table um, and scans you. And he says, I took the time to repair the spider bot that you had pulled from the old space station and brought to me, and I made a few modifications. This thing will respond to your commands, it will go where you want, and it also has some, uh, some other capabilities as well. Uh, so you have, uh, now uh, a spider bot, uh, that has two modes, basically. Uh, it has retrieval mode, in which it can be used to retrieve, store, or deploy objects. So you could put something inside of it, and then it will, like, spit it out where you want it to. Um, you can be as creative with this as you would like. Um, the other thing it can do, as the spider bots did, is it can consume. This can be used to destroy non-organic materials only. Um, it will not eat anything you don't want it to. It will eat things that you want it to. This can be used to lessen non-natural enemy armor with a successful attack that beats their armor rating. It takes a normal action to activate and command. And deploying this guy as a light point, he'll stick around for a while. Ooh, that's neat. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, he says, consider this a thank you. And, um, by the way, if you ever wanted to leave your cicada with me for a while, I might be able to make some improvements to it, if you would like. Hmm. You don't have to do it now. Just whenever. Interesting. Um... I suppose we're supposed to be on some sort of secret mission. So I can't be contacting my followers right now. Oh, very well. I leave the cicada drone. All right. You do so. He says, excellent. I'll get right to work on that. And he does. He immediately, like, flips it on its back and begins taking it apart and futzing with it. Hey everybody, Matt here, your GM in space, 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 GM in space. Uh, just a few quick notes. First off, thanks so much for listening. We have a ton of fun making this show, and I hope you are enjoying listening to it as much as we enjoy making it. We're in chapter three now, and boy howdy, if it isn't going to be a doozy of an arc, it's going to be a blast. I'm really, uh, I'm enjoying it. I hope you are too. If you are enjoying the show and haven't already yet, why not give us a cheeky little like and subscribe? Leave us a comment on a streaming platform. Tweet or post about us. We're working by word of mouth, so every little bit helps. If you would like to support us more directly, check out our Patreon. We have a ton of fun stuff over there. There's uncut recording sessions so you can hear us debating about rules and talking about all sorts of random stuff. There's music from the episodes, which I create myself. There's little logs from the characters' perspectives and even some one-shot adventures that are really fun and goofy and great and amazing, and I get to play in them as opposed to GMing them, and it's a lot of fun. And you can find all that and more at our Patreon. You can look us up on Patreon or just go to Too Many Dice's Linktree, which is linktree slash too many dice. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash the number two many dice. Check it out. 
And now for some quick shout outs. First off, a huge shout out to Alexander Ferguson. Alexander Ferguson, who is our first higher tier Patreon supporter and an all around amazing human being. And also a huge thank you to the rest of our Patreon supporters as well. We are really ever grateful and humbled by your continued support and patronage. It means a lot to me, to us, to all of us. And um, I hope you guys are enjoying all the silly stuff that we have over there. And you guys are making it so that we can afford to keep doing this. Uh, and if you're not a Patreon supporter, again, go over, check it out. There's a lot of cool stuff. And it means that maybe eventually we can make this our full-time job, which would be amazing. I would love to do that. Also, a shout out to my amazing players, Ian Mutiner, Benjamin Timothy Jenkins, and Lauren Alistini, without whom none of the ridiculous and wonderful bullshit I have to navigate would exist. They're great. I have a lot of fun playing with them and seeing what they're going to throw at me because I never know, and it's usually something ridiculous, and I love it. Finally, I just want to thank Angie Feek, my wonderful wife and partner in crime, who has been instrumental in making this happen through many, 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 many conversations and brainstorming sessions and back and forths and talks in the car and all sorts of stuff. The story's just beginning to unfold now. We're peeking over the precipice, and I hope you're in for the ride because it's gonna be a wild one. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So, anyway, thanks again. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned for more Astronautica. We'll see you soon. All right. Um... Is there anything else you guys would like to do before you depart? Uh, yeah, I'll stop by the... We, we did put in a chapel, didn't we? Yeah, there's a chapel in there. Yeah, yeah, I'll stop by, and I'll uh, try to say a little prayer. As you walk in, um, <laughs> Cypher Daniels and Nakiri are in there, just, like, having some sort of really intense... Uh, sounds like a fucking therapy session... And uh, Cypher Daniels looks up and says, Oh, hello. I honestly didn't expect to see you here. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Nikiri, um, perhaps we should. And Nikiri nods and uh, gets up and she says, Hey, how's, uh, how's everything on this planet going? Um, <clears throat> this shit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. It's good to see you, though. You look great. Yeah. You too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll catch you around. Okay. Um, Just, you know, don't go outside because it's very dangerous. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I'll stay inside. That's that's good. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> she leaves, and uh, Cypher Daniels... Uh, stands up and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, we should work on your bedside manner, but honestly, I gotta say, from what I've heard, there are worse places that this child could be. So, good job, I guess? That seems very strange because you're all just a bunch of wild, broken people, but, you know, we're all broken in our own way, so. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to make this weird, but, uh... Yeah, can you can you tell me a little bit more about this this uh this 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 shit that you guys do, you know? Sure. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, so the idea of it is I mean, it's pretty simple. Just sit comfortably as best you can. 
Uh, turn up the static until it's, um, a comfortable volume. You don't need to hurt yourself or anything like that. Try and clear your mind and... Listen. See what you get. And we're trying to commune with the god that you guys... Araneo, yes. Yes, the, uh, the AI. All right, Mike, uh, well, I guess why not? All right. It won't hurt you. All right. Um, let's give it a shot. He pats you on the shoulder and takes his leave, leaving you alone in the chapel. There's a little old radio there that has a volume knob and a little frequency knob. Simple as that. Uh, you switch it on? Hell yeah. Let's All right. This ride. Uh, all right, you do so. Um, this is interesting. I'm gonna have you do a straight wits roll for the moment. That's fine. Four, buddy, come on. All right, um, that is nothing. I would like to burn a light point. All right, you burn a light point, which brings it to a partial success. You clear your mind, and you sit, and you listen to the wavering static. And... You don't get anything clear, but you begin to feel a presence, sort of in the back of your mind. Something safe, something peaceful, a sort of feeling like golden light and bright effervescent sparks. And you stay there for a little while, and while you do not get any proper messages, you do come away feeling very centered. And there is actually a thing that the chapel does. Oh! Yep, this is an, an actual mechanic in Coriolis that I wasn't expecting any of y'all to use. So, wow. uh, <laughs> let me pull this up real quick. <laughs> Yeah, 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 character development. Yeah, 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 That's some blizzard tight. Oh, I love it. So, uh, guess what? Um, chicken butt? If you... <laughs> Jesus Christ. So earnestly chicken butt. Ch chicken butt? It's like how Just someone might be like, Chicken butt? Dad? Let's right. Chicken butt? Uh, chicken butt? <laughs> um, that's right. I'm home. That's yeah. me, chicken butt. You just uh, went but, across the road oh ten years ago. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, chicken butt, chicken butt. Whoa! Oh my god. Um. Uh, so if you make time for preparatory prayers to a specific icon before lunging into the fray, you get a plus one modifier to re-rolls when you push your luck. If the prayer takes place in a chapel, your modifier becomes plus two. Wow. This is an effect for the rest of the session. Damn. Yeah, so whenever you re-roll, you get a plus two to your re-rolls. Damn, okay. For how long? Until the end of the end session. End of the session. <laughs> okay, quick, Let's do a bunch of tight shit real fast. This is, this is when we all decide they were suddenly very religious. Yeah, everyone's like, wait, 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 I, there's a benefit for me? <laughs> Religion's great, but what do I get out of it? Uh, plus two? Jesus, fuck, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Araneo, yeah, 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 that's my homie. Tight, tight, tight. I love <laughs> the, the spider and the static. Tight. It's great. It, weaving the roots. It's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you feel more centered. You feel more at home in yourself. It's almost as if there was maybe a part of yourself that had been separated and now is a little bit more running in sync. Um, as you walk out, Cypher Daniels is actually walking by and he says, so, how'd it go? Um, actually it went really well. I was geared to kind of make fun of it a little bit, but um, I don't think I want to. Well, we can chat later. How does that sound? That sounds okay. Great. Um, sure. He gives you one more little pat on your shoulder with his metal arm and, uh, takes his leave. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Oka's finding religion. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck saw that one coming? Um, <laughs> Not me, that's for sure. <laughs> um, interesting, interesting point of thing. Grafters don't do drugs. I know. That was definitely spelled out to Oka. <laughs> Quite clearly. <laughs> by multiple grafters. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the... Was it the dude that nailed the reformations or something to... Fucking Christianity in the door was that Martin Luther? Ma- Martin Luther? <laughs> oh, Isoka, the Martin Luther of grafting. <laughs> like, by the way, drugs are cool. By the way, so just fucking ease up. Just, 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 yeah. I don't remember the that. bit in the Protestant Bible where they say drugs are cool. Um, <laughs> it's in the appendices. You have to. Okay. Pay for the yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh. <laughs> yeah. Our Father. Who art in heaven. Rad as fuck. Rad as fuck. (laughs) Let's do some drugs. Yeah! Um, Blessed are the meek, and rad are the ones who fucking party. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My God. I know nothing about Christianity. I'm sorry. I'm probably upsetting someone. I apologize. To be fair, I don't think it explicitly says anything about drugs. There you go. See? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah like I mean, it would be fucking stuff, wild if a text from, like, several thousand years ago was like, don't do acid. I know, right? <laughs> begging don't you. do that. Please. No, we so like, many of them were doing drugs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Well, don't and a lot of times that. it was just like, you would do drugs accidentally because you'd eat some fucking tainted wheat and you would just, yeah, like, like trip ass. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's no idea. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this thing makes me feel happy, so I do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, life was terrible back then. <laughs> <laughs> they needed the drugs. Yeah. Truly. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Do you all uh, do you all take off? Yeah, yeah I believe so. Excellent. All right. Um, the astrolabe lifts off. Um, who's who's flying? Kyler, are you gonna fly? Let's have you fly. Sure. Roll a pilot check for me, please. Will do. Will do. Where the hell is my where the hell is my piloting? There it is. Okay. Oh, you know what? You actually don't need a pilot check to take off. So belay that for now. Okay. Um. Uh, Kyler, you take the helm. Um, the two little spheres come up around your hands. Um, in the episode where you guys take off, I described them as kind of looking like astrolabes because I thought that was a fun touch. Um, <laughs> so you 
grip the thruster handles and lift the astrolabe delicately off, and you start heading toward the coordinates. You pass over the town of Hell and run along the canyon where you had previously been and past the little shack and up over that cliff and you continue onward. Um, and the landscape before you is barren and craggy. If anyone has been to or seen pictures of the Badlands in uh, South Dakota, I highly recommend you pull up a picture of that for just what this looks like. Just this craggy, barren wasteland with lots of sort of tight striations of rock along and these deep, divoted canyons. And as you fly along, you begin to see these sort of conical spires that poke up out of the rocks every now and then. Oka, I would like for you to roll for me, please, a sensor check. And that's data spider, you said? A data spider. Data spider. Daughter spider. And I get plus two on a reroll, right? Plus two you on do. a reroll. Fuck. Till the end of the session. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna use that. Uh, <laughs> that is a six. Um, I will um, push my uh, push. You're gonna push? All right, you yeah. get a plus two to your push. All right, that's two sixes. Two sixes. Nice, two sixes. All right. As you are scanning the environments, you get some uh, sort of like telemetry data back, and these these individual conical nodes they seem to have some sort of activity inside them. And as you head further out, you see more and more conical spires that seem to not have any activity inside them. And you head out to the given coordinates, and there are a, uh, seems like a cluster of a few of them, and one beyond. Um, and the one that's a little bit further away from the rest of them is the, uh, the one that you're heading toward. It is buzzing with activity, that cluster that you pass by has no signs of life whatsoever. You fly toward the conical spire, and as you approach, your ship is hailed. Do you answer? Uh, I'll let people know and get a consensus. I mean, um, I think we should answer. All right. Um, well, do we have a... We don't have a really have a captain, do we? Uh, Besides, like... Man. I mean, well, like... Kyler is kind of act, Kyler acts as the captain in terms of combat, but and well, here are my thoughts on that because our <laughs> our characters and our skills, I feel like, are so imbalanced for running a ship. Like we are uh, extra chaotic on that front. That like <laughs> I wouldn't mind if we do trade off roles given situations, like. Okay, Kyler like would be great at fucking sensors because he's got like plus seven to data spider. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I know Hazel cannot do... Hazel has, like, no data spider. I have no data spider. I have no technology. I have... Sure. So I will that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I can... I don't... I want to see what my pilot thing is like. Oh, there is none for that. Yeah, yeah so uh, Kyler's the pilot. The pilot. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Maybe yeah. in some downtime you can teach us. Yeah, there yeah. we go. <laughs> It's like uh, teaching some, your friend to drive a car or drive a stick or something ridiculous. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I think the best person with people would be would be Kyler in this situation, so maybe you right. should handle Okay. Okay. I'm Captain. Yeah, right, I'm yes. Captain again? Yep. Yes. Hello. Hey. Hi. I press, yep. I press the button. <laughs> you do so. I press the um, button. As you do so, the first thing that comes in through the speakers is the sound of a lot of insect buzzing. And cutting through all of the buzzing, there is this series of clicks and wing rustles, um, and your translators kick in, and a voice says, What business do you have with the hive? Hi, hello. I am Captain Kyler Morgan Davies of the MDS Astrolabe, and... Oh no, what did we do? I have come to see... What's up? What's going on with the mines? (laughs) There's a long pause. And... After a moment, the clicking, ticking, rustling sound comes back, and then your translator kicks in again, and the voice says, Are you here on any sort of official capacity? Or are you just checking it out? It's sort of a general vibe check, you know? I am officially here to be a the star that I was born to be, baby. But we heard that there was some trouble with infestations. We've lost communication with a good number of the hives. We just want to see, is everything okay? There's another pause. And then the communique clicks back in again, rustling, clicking, translate. And it says, If you're not here in any sort of official capacity, we kindly request that you leave. We are very busy. Oh, then yeah, no, I'm totally here on official capacity. Like, they sent us by the big bot in the sky. They need the... Araneo? No, the Hamas. Unless you like Araneo. Like, I get it. Spider imagery. There's a pause as you say the name Hamas. And then you get an all-clear signal. Oh. Great. I think we're good to go. That seemed like it went well, right? This I mean, stunned as well as expected, I guess. I mean, sure, yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, no. Surprise. You surprise me every day, Kyler. All right. You uh, land the ship. There seems to be an area nearby that is a sort of ship landing spot. Uh, I will take that pilot roll now, Kyler. Okie dokie. The ground is slightly uneven. I'm not going to make you roll for landing the ship every single time, but given that you're out in the wilds, this seems fair. Totally. 
Um, I will go ahead and burn a light point because that was a partial success, and I'll burn one of my. All points. right. Critical success. Uh, you touch down the ship effortlessly, and as you get closer, you see, um, that there is an opening to this hive, um, sort of a hole in the ground, um, and you see lots of activity. You see the Rithrak, um, you saw them a little bit on board the space station when you arrived outside of Proxima Centauri B, but you see them now. There's a lot of them moving around. There seem to be sort of two kinds that you see. There are these short, squat, little brown-colored ones with these little antennae with tufts at the end, and there are others, fewer of the others, that stand about human height, that have more, like, fuzzy collars, almost like, almost look a little bit more like moths. The shorter, squatter ones look a little bit like cicadas. They're a little bit more squat. They're a little bit more rounded. And these ones are a tiny bit more slender. And they also have antennae with fuzz at the end, but their antennae are a little bit longer. And their colors are a tiny bit brighter, uh, a little bit more in the blue and green spectrum. And they seem to be giving orders to the smaller ones that are maneuvering around. And your ship docks and you see one in particular of the, the taller moth-like ones peel off and uh, start commanding uh, a group uh, that are heavily armed um, with these really weird-looking guns. You're used to guns that are mostly sort of more metallic in design. These almost look like bioweapons. Like, these have a sort of, there's, they're much more organic, but they are still obviously in the style of guns. You can tell that they are guns. And they approach the ship and await you at the ramp. Um, you all depart? Uh, yes. Yeah. Excellent. You step out, and the moth-like one steps forward and gives a little bit of a bow, just a, a courteous little head nod, hand gesture, and uh, begins talking. And you see the sounds that you were hearing over the speaker, and the sounds you're hearing now are made by his, his mandibles rubbing together and his wings fluttering, and he begins talking to you, and your translators kick in again. And he says, Hello. Welcome to the Hive. How may we assist you today? Well... Everyone back in hell and off planet, they're just sort of wondering what's, uh, how's everybody doing? We heard there was an infestation and... As you say the word infestation, a rustle goes through the group. Just the sound of shuddering wings and all of the shorter squatter ones begin chattering to each other and he holds up a hand and they fall silent and he says, yes. You have come to assist? I, did we come to assist with that? I look, I look at like Oka and Hazel, like Ian wants to say yes, but Kyla's kind of like, we're doing this? Yeah. I mean, I, 
Yeah. We we came to figure out exactly what was going on. If that means assisting in writing the problem, then we will see what we can do. He nods and uh, thinks for a moment and then turns to the rest of the drones and barks a command and they all scuttle off. And he says, follow me, please. We'll take you to see the counselor. And he turns and begins walking into the hive. I follow. Oh, I don't like this, but I guess we're walking into the hive. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna um, tell Josie to, you know, just stay sharp. Constant vigilance. Got it. <laughs> On it. You walk into the hive and are greeted by what I could only describe as a thoroughly sonically unpleasant experience. Oh. Um, it's like your head is inside a beehive, uh, but you are inside a beehive and the bees are the size of people and it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a very much a lot to deal with. Um, there's just a sort of constant buzzing and you see there is activity everywhere. I would like you all please to make observation checks for me. Woof. Ah. Got one six, I would like to push. All right, push away, you get a bonus two. Two sixes, I would like to use one of my light points to make that a critical success. All right, we got a critical success from Hazel. That is, whoa, ho, ho. Yeah? So that's, that's four sixes all day. Four ooh, sixes ooh. from Oka. Look at I got one six and I could burn a light pointer push, but I think uh, narratively Kyler's just kind of like, oh, oh. Okay. The noise. Uh, also, yeah. in the process of this, can I also make sure my jacket is gray? Yes, you switch your jacket to gray. <laughs> you do so. Yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna do that. <laughs> you do so. You walk into the hive. Um, you see a lot of activity, and Oka and Hazel, you become aware almost instantaneously that the activity that you're seeing is fortifications. Um, you see, Hazel, you see people uh, essentially putting corrugated iron over certain doorways. There are people laying out things like trip lines. Oka, you actually see off in the corner some like dug spike traps that are, have already been hidden. Um, there is a wave of activity going on that is specifically designed to, like, protect this hive. They mean business in the protection realm, and they are taking it very seriously, and there's a lot going on. The moth fellow leads you into the back area. You walk into this large atrium uh, where people are just, or the, all the rithrack are milling about and running hither and thither, and you see more of the uh, moth-like ones giving commands and the little drones running around doing this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and he leads you to a back area where there is a hole in the ceiling. And he says, follow me, please. And he just like begins climbing the wall <laughs> and starts scuttling up and then gets halfway and looks down and goes, right, one moment, please. And then scuttles all the way up. And after a moment, a rope ladder is dropped down in front of y'all. Oh, perfect. Perfect, perfect. Perfect. Oh. All right. You follow? 
Yeah. 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 You do so. You climb up uh, past just like a lot of Rithrak that are just chilling on the walls and just moving. You know, they like, they're scuttling past you and uh, moving hither and thither, fully not bothered by the verticality of what they are experiencing. Um, and you reach the, you reach a secondary, much smaller chamber, and you see the Rithrak who greeted you talking to an, um, uh, he's, he looks older and he's more hunched and he's, his fuzz is really big. He's, he's got like, basically his fuzz is sort of grown out into like a big mustache and beard. And you see the blues have started to fade to gray and they're uh, having a sort of whispered or whatever the, insectial version of whispering is they're having a quiet conversation and he nods and that one walks past you and says uh, I will take my leave of you now the counselor will see you and then steps away uh, and scuttles back down and the ladder is drawn up uh, by two drones and they just so we're of, stuck up here yep you're stuck up there okay. uh, and they just pop it uh, pop it up and uh, the old Rithrak walks up to you and begins rattling and clicking, and the voice translate comes out, and he goes, Well, hello! It's been a long time since we've had any visitors. My name is... But you can call me Bert. I find Bert. that you humans have a little bit of trouble with our names. I can understand why. So, We're missing some of the... I make, like, pincer gestures. Oh, yes, yes, your mandibles are very different from ours. But it seems that perhaps we have something in common. Uh, the young fellow told me that you were sent by Hamas to uh, assist us. Uh, that... Is correct, yes. We are here to save the day. Wonderful, wonderful. That is excellent news. You three seem like fairly capable individuals. Hamas is, I will say, uh, a fairly good judge of character from what I've heard of them. So, I think then, if this is indeed the case, that you should meet with our queen. Oh? Seems reasonable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I just, uh, one moment, please. And he, uh, clicks at one of the drones, and the drone hops to attention, and he clicks a little command, and the drone nods and scuttles upward yet again through another hole in the ceiling. Um, <laughs> and he says... We are just letting the queen know that you are here to speak with her. Now, my only request is that you show the queen due respect. She is our queen after all. So if you could refer to her in some form of honorific, it would go better for you. <laughs> okay. Royalty always recognizes royalty. And Carlos stands up tall. Oh, you're a royal. Excellent. Do, do, do I, 
That is wonderful news. The queen does not particularly like to deign to speak to commoners, though these are, shall we say, extenuating circumstances. Uh, yes, um, I, I will. I, uh, uh, and he <laughs> gestures to another uh, another drone who snaps to attention and clicks something, and the, the drone runs up to the ceiling hole, and he says... I have let her know that she has a royal visitor. This is a, a wonderful occasion. Yes. Oh yes. no. Wonderful. Wow. Yes. Um. Anyway, and a ladder <laughs> rolls out and slaps on the ground, and he goes, "The queen will see you now." <laughs> wonderful. I'm just gonna shoot. Please be quiet. <laughs> looks. To, uh, to Kyler and Oka and just head upstairs. You do so. Bert begins crawling the wall up. It's, he seems to be moving a little bit slow. He's an old guy, and you can hear him sort of making pained little insect noises as he climbs up. And uh, you climb up the ladder and find yourself in an elegantly decorated room where sitting at one end, unmistakably is the queen. She has more, I would say, of a praying mantis look about her, and her colors are resplendent. There's a sort of iridescence to her, and she's got mm -hmm. these pinks and purples and greens, and she's sitting there, a picture of perfect poise, and the two drones that had scuttled up are essentially avoiding eye contact with her fully, and they scuttle back down, and you arrive up, and Bert, after a moment, gets himself up top, takes a moment, and then bows low before the queen, and you hear translated in uh, your translators, he says, your majesty, you have a royal visitor sent by Hans, to assist us in our dire times. And the queen looks over all of you with a sort of judgmental eye, and she focuses on Kyler, and she says, You, you are the one that is royalty, yes. Your eyes are as refined as your style my liege. She seems pleased by this, and she gives a nod, and she says, I could tell your royal nature. No commoner would dress in such decadent a fashion. Oh, you noticed. And I spin as my LED trench coat does <laughs> oh resplendent colors it. as well. She nods. Oh uh, and she says, So, one would have a more shall we say, sociable affair for visiting royalty. However, we do find ourselves in a little bit of trouble. And if you are willing to assist, we would be most grateful. Please, outline your troubles that you are experiencing, and uh, perhaps I can kick my Earth people into high gear. Ah. Yes, most excellent. I believe the three of you can assist us. You see, we're having a bit of a turtle problem. Um, 
Turtles? Turtles. Turtles. <laughs> huh. Well, that sure wasn't what I was expecting to hear. But what sort of turtle problem are the Rithrak having? How is this affecting the Hive? And how will our heroes be able to solve the problem? You best stick around, because you're going to find out next time on Astronautica. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.